Hello all, welcome to a, another special edition of the Popcorn Podcast. That's P-O-C, Popcorn for People of Color. This is the podcast where we discuss films made by, starring, uh, produced by, directed by, written by, you guessed it, People of Color. Why is this a special episode, you say? This is a special episode because our dear co-host, Esther, as you all know her as, um, went to the movie theater yet again. I know, I know. I, mean, I know it's crazy for talk. making my own introduction. It's crazy talk, it's crazy talk. Oh no, I have to introduce this. I have to introduce it. So wild, I know, relax everybody, relax. She's fine, she's fine. She made it back alive and well. And why did she go to that movie theater? Because something i do can i can i put my own story out there it's as you all know listeners which is like a recurring theme for me is i took a flight i took a flight out (laughs) 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 and when you know you don't get prepared with your entertainment you watch what's available and what was available was spider-man into the spider-verse and i was like hey I like that song, you know, Sunshine, I think it's called. (laughs) (laughs) And I've heard pretty good stuff about it. Why Mm -hmm. haven't I watched it? Mm -hmm. I have six hours flying cross country. Why not? And I did. And I am forever, forever, you know, happy for myself for doing so. Uh, We are happy for you as well. (laughs) And so when I did realize that, wait a minute. The next chapter is currently in the theaters. <laughs> I should probably get on that. And it was very much a uh, mental gymnastic of should I should I wait five to six months until it's in Disney Plus? Or should I, you know, put my money or where my mouth is? It actually like, you know, venture out and be among the people. Be among the people. <laughs> <laughs> And I calmly, as her co-host and friend, sat to the side while she debated. And every time she leaned towards going, I egged her on like, well, yeah, yeah. And she was like, well, if I do it, then can we record that? We can record whenever you want if you go into that movie theater. And lo and behold, she did it all. She did it. I kept my word. I kept my word because I tried. It was supposed to be either on a Monday or a Wednesday, I said to Maya, I will go. And you know what? I went on a Tuesday. <laughs> it the difference. It matters not. The fact is she's gone. Yes. We're here and we're going to give you some talk. Let's yes, introduce yes, ourselves, yes. even though you shouldn't be at this point. I am one of your hosts. Uh, my name is Tamaya and I am joined by my lovely now theater going co-host. Please introduce yourself. I will not go so far as saying I'm a theater going person, but this is Esther coming at you semi fresh. I had to try y'all. I had to try. Yeah. Um, we are all about spoilers here. You should know by now, but we got to <laughs> say it if we remember. If we don't remember, it's because you should have knew by now. <laughs> and we are discussing, discuss, discussing Spider-Verse. Wait, no. Spider-Man across the spider-verse 
what is this about so spider-man across the spider-verse is the sequel to the 2018 spider-man into the spider-verse cannot believe it's been five years carry on again it, it took me that long so let's move on <laughs> um, <laughs> so spider-man across the spider-verse is a 2023 american computer generated superhero film and it obviously features characters from the Marvel Comics world of Spider-Man, specifically uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. And as we'll discuss further, there's many iterations of Spider-Man. Um, and it is set in the multiverse Marvel Studios ultimate, just at this point, it's not even a universe, it's a galaxy. Because there's so many universes. <laughs> it's a galaxy of Marvel superhero comic book stories, encounters, canon, whatever, whatevers. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And it is part two of hopefully just an overall part three, because if they make us wait for part four, <laughs> no it's just the part three it's going to end it and it's going to happen in march of 2024 they're saying yes no. so i'm saying like it better be so what is this film about <laughs> it is it is about mount morales i.e spider-man catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat miles must redefine what it means to be a hero and this uh, synopsis does not give anything away. So, <laughs> and why are we watching this, right? It's Spider-Man. It's mostly been played by white people. Why is the popcorn podcast <laughs> talking about Spider-Man? Well, because one, it is directed by a black man. Um, well, one of three men. One of them is black. Kim Powers. And it is starring Shamik Moore, black man, Haley Stanfield, a woman, white, but you know, Brian Tyree Henry. Who, she said, uh, but I love how you said a woman, white, but you know. <laughs> we have Luna Lauren Velez. We All right. That sounds popcornish. Yes. Oh, no, she's a black Latina. Oh, you Not black, but you know, she's like dark skinned Latina. I'll take uh, it. Jake Johnson, Jason Schwartzman, Issa Rae, Karen Tony, She Wigman, Greta Lee, Danielle Kalua, Mahashala Hali, Oscar Ooh. Isaac. So Ooh. we have bangers after bangers of great, amazing actors of Ooh. color playing Ooh. spider people of color and just regular folks of color. Ah, and, um, Oh, and then in a Brooklyn, <laughs> you know, base um and New York City, Brooklyn borough that is heavily, heavily multicultural, uh, very much uh draw its um uh, richness from you know its great immigrants of color. So very much I feel like this is a film that is so steep in the culture. Mm. Um that it's like as the way that we talked about Black Pinter, right? 
it's a human story that just happens to feature you know superheroes in my yes. in my view <laughs> you know I, I agree it is in our view <laughs> so kind of going quickly into um culture corner because i'm sure we're gonna have so much to talk about in this film wanted to talk about three very quick little tidbits first mm -hmm. is uh if you watch the movie there is this um little section i don't think it's more than like 60 seconds not even where we get into the lego the spider world lego right? yes 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 that animation sequence was animated by this amazing 14 year old canadian kid named preston montuga who as much as i can see from his pictures and what i know of him is um black skin i want to say definitely black but hey i don't know his identity but definitely black skin canadian yonder kid um and he created the sequence after the director, specifically Kim Powers, saw his um, animation that he did on his own of the trailer back in January 2023. Ooh. So just amazing how, like, you know, just creativity um, and yeah, everybody who's, who saw his uh, trailer were just amazed about how he's you know, not a professional, not trained, but was able to create this like amazing, professionally like done Seriously. Lego uh, trailer. And so to honor that, they gave him his uh, little, you know, sequence. That's so freaking incredible too. It's so yeah. freaking incredible. Sorry. So that's one. <laughs> Two is the fact that Oscar Isaac has become... Um, a triple threat because a triple threat in the Marvel now, universe, right? Well, he has now starred in three. Well, he yeah, not starred. He basically he's acted three different Marvel heroes. Mm -hmm. So we've had him play um, in Sabanur slash Apocalypse and the mm -hmm. 2016 X Men Apocalypse, and recently he was Mark Specter slash Stephen Grant in the 2022. Moon Knight. Moon Knight, and right, now, which I have to finish. Do not, do now, not beat me up, Marvel 20, fans. 23, he has voice um, Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and then another kind of like along the same lines, right? So we have Oscar uh, Isaac, who's played most recently, right? Moon Knight. We also have Brian Tyree Henry, who was one of the Eternals. So a lot of, you know, just kind of, <laughs> at this point, every actor- Everybody getting in there. Everybody getting into the Marvel, uh, you know, wallet. So I'm super happy to see that. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, I'm gonna leave you at that, is that two <laughs> of the biggest multi like multiverse movies within the past year involve in some way, shape or form, a bagel. So. Ha -ha. Oh my! <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait! Wait! What? Uh, yeah, everything everywhere all everything, at once. Everything everywhere all at once. The big old everything. Where, where, where else was the bagel in this movie? In this movie, the bagel was the reason why we have the spot. You're right. Uh, well, well, 
you the bagel was the reason we have well the not the bagel but a bagel was the reason why we have the spot I'm gonna have to rewatch this thing. My, my <laughs> cold is so. <laughs> and so I'll leave you to that. Yes. I think that was very cute. I like that addition actually very much so. All okay. right. <laughs> that was an awesome. Um, that was awesome. That was an awesome synopsis. It's one of our best yet. You can kind of tell when we're like overly <laughs> passionate about yeah. one of the films we're talking about <laughs> by how much background and all this we go into. <laughs> Um, all the films we appreciate because anyone putting their work out there and yes. putting these stories out there that need to be told need to be told <laughs> regardless of our ratings or whatever of them but you could just tell which ones are like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado let's get started best friend best friend who went to the theater what <laughs> were you expecting or what have you heard so as I said I was um, on people's color time when it came to Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse. Um, <laughs> and so um, I honestly, okay, so I was aware that this movie just came out because my some of my Instagram feed had like, you know, a little snippet of... Um, interviews with you know some of the cast mm -hmm. um and I also listened to podcasts where um Jiggs Johnson you know was sort of a guest so and that you know he kind of talked up about his you know new venture Spider-Man mm -hmm. but honestly it was not on my radar um and and it's really just because again I'm not a movie I'm not a current yeah, well I'm not a movie theater goer I'm just not <laughs> like moving around like I'm not a, well I'm yeah <laughs> and so it 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 really requires a lot for me to like you know drive myself to a movie theater sit there um without any caption not being able to like you know forward to parts that I don't really care about <laughs> I know in that way I'm extremely extremely spoiled and also my biggest, biggest um, right. defense is that I have two very young kiddos who are not yet able to sit still. We'll allow the defense for now. <laughs> defense is so allowed. that, that. But kind of, um, I think it was sort of kismet because even though it wasn't on my radar and I said, like, I kind of saw little snippets uh, about the movie, the things that I was like seeing and really seeing, for example, like, you know, with um, the yonder kid uh, animator, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I I read and saw like some little snippets of that and that sort of like got me excited so much, like learn. I was like, you know what? I'm going to file this on my, you know, list of movies that I would probably watch when it's hit some streamer. Um, <laughs> and then... I think it was just like the universe. Um, I went on that flight and I watched the first one and I was like, heck yeah, I am on board because I love this and I want to know what else happens. So here we are. <laughs> what about you? 
I have loved all things Marvel and Spider-Man for years now. So <laughs> anytime anything comes out, I am down from Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield to Tom Holland. Yes, before those movies as well. Also cartoon versions. And now the Miles Morales. When this was coming out, the first one, oh, the freak out. Because it was very much so synced up with like the Tom Holland um Spider-Man's coming out. It was kind of okay. like like the universes kind of touched on each other a bit. There's a okay. little bit of background. I'll give a rough history really quick because yeah. I haven't read yeah. anything up to date as of yet. Mm -hmm. But I know initially um Spider-Man was owned by Sony. Sony. Was it Sony or Fox? Or Fox or Sony? It was Sony. Fox was X-Men. Spider-Man was owned by Sony. Sony mm -hmm. did not want to give up the rights to Spider-Man, even mm -hmm. after Marvel Cinematic Universe became a huge superpower mm -hmm. um, and tried to buy it back on multiple occasions. Sony has a clause in their contract that says they have to make a movie every seven years or so in order to continue the ownership of, of, of having that license of Spider-Man. And mm -hmm. so that is why every once in a while, even after it's been a while since we had a Spider-Man movie, you would see one drop before the seven year deadline come up. Cause they, they knew it was a cash cow. They just didn't know how to execute it. I like, once we got right? that second questionable venom. Yes. I'll look at that. Yes. It's <laughs> like every time they try to do something on their own without that extra touch, it's like, oh. So anyway, they ended up making a deal basically with Marvel so that everything can kind of collide, which is why Marvel was able to bring in Tom Holland, their kind of personalized version of Spider-Man. And in the newest one, bring back the original Spider-Mans from Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield all into one because of that deal they made with Sony. Because those were mm -hmm. movies that they were making on the other hand. Right. They were able to collide it all and literally gave us all the feels and just they just nipped all the buds. It was just, it was perfect. It was one of the best movies since Endgame. I swear I'll say it to this day. Freaking incredible. But anyway. Wait, which one? The Tom Holland one? Yes, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. Because oh, it was like so many loose ends with the other movies because they kept, you know, picking up a new Spider-Man or the storyline would fall off or it would just be like, eh. Mm -hmm. And Tom Holland has been like a really good, like Marvel finally got their hands on the product and got to do what they always wanted to do. So it was like a lot of people's dreams were realized with the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. But we all still loved and appreciated the Tobey Maguire's and Andrew Garfield's of the world. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that they were able to pick that up and tie up those loose ends in the final Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Just okay. everybody had the feels because it was like, think it was like the thing you never get because different, you know, uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the contracts of Hollywood, you know, mm -hmm. like nobody's mm -hmm. going to sign that. So it was perfection. So now this Miles Morales Spider-Verse bit, they've allowed the Miles Morales version, which is great. The Spider-Man of color, which was what Stan Lee's purpose always was, was having him fully covered, is that it could be anybody and everyone has the right to be Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. So Miles was such a great aspect and then bringing him into the world and you'll see little tidbits. You even see in this yeah. how they showed Mm -hmm. visuals from the past Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Again. Mm -hmm. So this was like a secondary of tying of ends and everything that come together mm -hmm. that you never get with any mm -hmm. other type of thing. So it was so, so good. Um, so, okay, stop it geeking out now. So I already knew it was happening. We were all <laughs> really excited about it. And the fact that it was this animated version, it, at first, yeah, yeah. at first, in the first film, you automatically think, 
okay, it's not going to be like animated films. I love animation, but animated films can be, they, they look down upon compared yeah. to live action films. Mm -hmm. And so when you got Spider-Man and these Spider-Man franchise, that's amazing live action first. And then mm -hmm. this comes out, you kind of was like, I mean, we want to see it, but you know, you don't think it's going to necessarily live up to all the hype. And I think and it's also right, sadly, um, <clears throat> animation, even when we have the grades of Studio Ghibli, right? Yes. That shows us that you can do very adult, friendly, even heavy films and still appeal to the child with, this, with the colors. Yes. I will say that like that was one of the things that not maybe distract me from watching Spider-Man um, Into the Spider-Verse, but was um, something like kind of had a bias against. I was like, oh, like, you know, we are, we just got, you know, the, you know, Tom Holland one. So mm -hmm. this one must be just for the kiddos. Right, exactly. It was like, it was like, this and, is a playful thing that's just kind yeah. of exactly, that's exactly where our minds was going. And just like you said, there are crazy great animators. And really I could even argue many of the best animation films have that extra depth to it, but they're still yeah. looked over very yeah. much so. Mm -hmm. uh, Guillermo del Toro is another animator that's yeah. like, all these things, Tim, Tim, yeah. Tim Burton animations, it's a, it, mm -hmm. it's a thing. So now that this was out, we didn't expect as much from it. So when we all went into that theater, and that's all I'm gonna say, because I want to talk about part two, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. saw what they've created and gave us on this platter. Mm -hmm. And you know, and also felt like, Man, and the one we get in a color, you know, the black Miles Morales, we finally get the black, um, he's half black, half um, Latinx community. As soon as we get this this Spider-Man, of course it's going to be cartoon. You know, all those things are yes. coming out. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it was like, when you got to see this, yeah, I felt like, you know, all the other Spider-Mans should be jealous because yes. of the way they were able to do yes. this movie and yes. the levels of animation they have yep. in one animation. It's, it's multiple animation styles in one film. And incredible. And I will say, like honestly, maybe my um sort of enthusiasm is picking up a bit <laughs> early, but I feel like it's one that I that I honestly believe that they could not have made it live action. Maybe at some point, right? They can, but right now, like it belongs in animation because it just belongs in animation. You got to do so do, much. Yes. Like the like just like the the different like you could tell like no matter how subtle each spider verse was spider universe was mm -hmm. like the, the 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 style changed so well that you're like yes i'm in it i believe it and it's again it's i just don't see how they could make that right action and the with the debt that they were able to and not basically make this into like a billion dollar right <laughs> precisely like some avatar james cameron level type <clears throat> give us 20 more years type stuff yeah absolutely yeah. completely agree so so yeah so even jealousy so this is like another level that you even look forward to as much or more so than the live actions because of all the extra possibilities you get with this film so i had heard about it I was excited about it. I was expecting greatness from this second one, expecting nothing less than greatness because of all the stuff I knew that went into it. I was so happy for them when they won their award for the first Spider-Verse. It was so, so deserved. So yeah, that's where I was. And I'll ask the next question. <laughs>
What did the inciting incident incite in you? Whew. Oh my gosh. Which, I mean, which one? I mean, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which one would you like to try to talk about? I mean, what, what sorry, do you I, I think, okay, yeah, like, can we just put a, we always got a little bit for this one? Because I feel like it's, <laughs> for me, like, I want to talk about just the chronology of the film because it's interesting. Okay. Because again, like, the first one was so fresh in my mind. Right. You know? Jealousy. Jealousy. We <laughs> <laughs> watched it before this. Not my fault. Oh, I will. But that's why I asked. That's why I asked you which one yeah, are we yeah. talking about because I wanted an excuse. always <laughs> to the other one. Gonna, no, we have to. We have to probably okay. talk about that one. Same so, way we did about um. So uh, Black with, Panther. So with um. So with you know, uh, across right. Again, I'm not as much of a Marvel mm-hmm. connoisseur as my host, right? So for the most part, like when I walk walk into a Marvel film, I'm walking doe-eyed, you know, fresh, just no conceived notion for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we have the film starts with Gwen Stacy, I'm like, oh, this is interesting because the first one started with like, you know, Miles, like you got right, right into Miles' world. And then, you know, this new one, you are put into Gwen Stacy's world. And for me, that was extremely interesting. And again, like from the get-go, like it caught my attention, just like the, the there's the direction, like right? the directors, what they decided to like, you know, act on and the editing and all the little facets, I feel like they pour in so much love and you can see that. Mm-hmm. Um. So in that world, at least like that first fifth of the film, <laughs> right? The inciting incident is when um, when Stacy revealed herself to her dad, right? As Spider-Woman. Right. And that gets us into, um, I think one of the tenets of this world, which is like, parents and and child like the what is what are we doing as parents yeah you know like how how, like especially when the outside world i.e our jobs are perhaps not conducive or or just add an extra layer of complexity to our parenting relationship Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say that's one incident because that's really what uh dives us and introduce us to two, you know, big main characters at this point, right? Jess yes. Owen, um, that is played by no Jess Drew, sorry. Her name is Jess Drew, the mm-hmm. other spider woman that is uh voiced by Issa Rae and uh Miguel that is voiced by Oscar Isaac. Um mm-hmm. And the other incident is when Miles, I will say, meets meets up. Kind of again, like we don't again, and I love this because yeah. like he encounters Spot, and you're like, okay, just as Miles said, right? You're like the villain of the week. 
You're right. bubbling. You're you're kind of just fumbling about. You're kind of funny, actually. Not really serious. You're still getting into your own. So he's gonna like you know wrap up with you, and then like we'll actually get the, we'll you know really meet with the bad right. guy. We'll meet with the bad guy later down the line. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like it's like SUV, like the SUV shows. Like you know, if you caught the bad guy too exactly. early, that's not the main bad guy. It's a trick. Exactly. It's gonna yes. be a switch in the middle of the film. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And so um, I will say then at that point, the inciting incident, right, is him being grounded from just, you know, on his parents' viewpoint, flaking about, just being inconsiderate, just not keeping up to his promises, and he gets grounded. And that's when uh, Gwen Stacy meets up with him because they haven't talked, you know, in like a year plus. Mm-hmm. But that's the other inciting incident for me. Because then that's like, oh, you can travel multi-dimensionally. Right. Universal. Yeah, like, cool. like, why did you come for me? Right. Why did you visit before? Right. Which um, brings us to the third one, right? Which would that be when he follows her? Um, I mean, I would say for me. Because this whole film was inciting incidents. <laughs> for me, the specific inciting incident is not that he follows, right? And it's not even that, like, you know, he goes on to fight with, uh, what is his name? Uh, Pav, Pav, it's, it's, it's his real, his normal name is Pav, Pavtir, Bakar and it's Spider-Man India. Um wait, oh to fight with. I thought you meant fighting. No, yeah, fight no, with. Fight with. Okay. Um, but the inciting incident really is when Miguel explains to Miles, i.e. No, Oscar. no, I wouldn't oh. call that an inciting incident. I okay, would call so that the twist. The twist. Okay. So what is the inciting incident then? Or is the, that yeah, like the twist before the climax kind of thing. So then what is the inciting incident at that point would be him fighting alongside? Yeah, it could be him fighting alongside, but usually inciting incident is something that's going to push the story Sorry, forward. Right. That's why okay. I thought like when he follows her into the interdimensional kind of multidimensional world at that point, now we're like, okay, something's about to happen. Cause we were kind of just stuck in his world of everyday yes. Spider-Man yes, yes. Okay. until that point. All right. Okay. You're right. Sorry. I'm not, no, no, you're as fine. As much as I'm not a Marvel connoisseur, I am not a cinephile like my host, my, my uh, co-host. So, oh, girl, you doing a damn I'll, thing. You, I'll leave it at that. You doing a dang thing. No, I agree with all of those inciting incidents. To be honest, that was yeah, yeah. And um, what did they incite in yeah, me? What did they incite in you? I was about to say. I was literally looking at the paper, like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> um, as I mean, as I just geeked out a little bit about just how much I love the opening sequence with Gwen Stacy. Um, that one, it answered, uh, answered as well as, as give us more background info, right? About like her relationship with her Peter Parker mm. and what happened there. Um, mm. And just, I will say, I think on one level, right, she joined, she wanted to join 
does part of society to escape from her dad, right? Because he's putting her in prison. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. jail at the very least. But I think it it brings up to me a sensual theme of the film, which is belonging, right? Mm-hmm. When you feel like you're an island and you finally get a little bridge to somewhere else and that somewhere else is like you Mm. right you want like like that is one of i i'll say it's is it it's it's not pavlov oh i'm forgetting the name of the psychologist um but it's the pyramid of need that we as human you know we need to survive Mm. and at the I believe at the top, like kind of not because it's the most important, but because it's, it builds upon itself. Right. So at the bottom, you have like your basic needs, food, shelter, safety, whatever. And at the top, you have like belonging Mm. because we are social animals. Like we need to be in community. We need to be with our fellow, um, beings because, Mm. um, without, without connection we wither like our like our mental capacities go down like we are not at our best when we are in isolation mm. and i feel like that inside the incident um speak of that how much like you know being a spider person is lonely it is extremely lonely especially when you have you know, like as Uncle Ben says, right? With great power comes great responsibility, but that responsibility is heavy, especially when you cannot share it, like or you cannot even like talk about it with, with others. Yeah. Um. So I feel like that theme goes throughout the film, mm-hmm. right? And and that's where the parenting, the parent-child relationship, kind of connects with it, right? Again, it's like how we are all wanting to, um, as parents, we want the best for our child and our children, right? They want to belong, especially as teenagers, where they're kind of still figuring out not just where they stand in society, but like their bodies are changing at an alarming rate. Like their minds are changing. Like all of these things are changing around them. There's no stability. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a crucial time socially for them where they they yearn to belong and 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 kind of pivot from uh you know sort of the innocence of childhood into the more seriousness of adulthood but they're not there yet they're right. stuck in between and again they they they, they need they, they they don't know where they belong right literally like they're like are they chill children or are they adult like they're kind of doing that very delicate dance uh, again of belonging um and again kind of continuing with that with that notion of belonging right when you are when you think that you finally have found a place where you might be um where you might fit in mm. um and to then find out that you're just tolerated you're not accepted and that notion of acceptance right like it's so crucial to that need of belonging 
because mm. um, kind of just sort of like with uh, Miles in, at his school, right? Being this, I think, I don't think they've like drawn it out outright, but in that first scene, right? Where he said like, you know, people are writing his story for him. And mm. that's like, it's like, you are sort of, you're, you're, what's that word? You, people, I can't find the like right English word, but it's like, it literally is that notion of like, you are tolerated, you're not accepted. And what we all strive for outcast, is to be accepted. No, it's, no. I was going to try to like, do like a powerful wordplay. It didn't, it didn't work out. It's um, okay, Fred. <laughs> we've been doing very well. This is very deep. Um, I appreciate it. So, so yeah, so that is all of what was happening in my mind as I was watching and witnessing these inciting incidents. Belonging. That was beautifully freaking said. I'm trying to figure out where the heck I can pick up from there. <laughs> Especially in terms of like, <laughs> no, seriously, because all right, two inciting incidents I could lean on is definitely the one that was shown in the preview of mom talking to Miles mm -hmm. on the rooftop about this big bad world and how he just needs to know that he is loved and accepted and always, you know, welcome home. Um, mm -hmm. Even though she's preparing herself out loud to her son um, of letting him go into mm -hmm. this world that she cannot control outside of the space she cannot control. As we call our children, you know, our hearts walking outside of our bodies, hearts with legs, mm -hmm. all the things. Mm -hmm. Um that felt a good sucker punch. I've realized that I cannot, I'm a I'm a straight up wuss now. I cannot watch just a quick aside things. I mean, I can, mm -hmm. but I cannot watch things anymore in which children are affected without oh. me feeling <laughs> immediately like having to hold back tears, straighten uh. out, take a deep breath, realize mm -hmm. this is fiction or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It hit so hard. My aunt it's had hard. on, we were, yeah, it was like a family event. My brother went off to prom and we all lingered at my parents' house and they put on World War Z. Ooh. Great freaking movie. I love that movie. Uh -huh. But I, last time I saw it, I wasn't a, a, a full-time mother. You know, I was a part-time stepmother and my stepson was spending most of his time with his birth mother. So I didn't fully understand grass parenting. Now that they're both with me full-time, me seeing him, um, Brad Pitt with his kids, mm. when the world is falling apart, trying to find safety where the world, I was literally almost having a panic attack. I felt like it was me and my family or what would I do? What would I do if they were in such imminent danger? I was like, what the, what's going on with me? My aunt was like, calm down. I said, I, I don't know what's wrong with me, auntie. <laughs> like, God dang. So seeing that immediately makes me think of the two small, uh, one bigger, but children I have in my life right now who I am actively preparing for the world and also actively resisting from the world. I don't want the world to get a hold of them and 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 possibly, you know, misshapen them after I've spent so many years shaping them into the people I think they can be and wanting them to feel loved, et cetera. So that's what that felt in me. The other thing quickly I'll say inciting incident was the introduction of Spot 
Um, it was hilarious his introduction, by the way, him trying to steal the ATM or get the money. And the uh Caribbean clerk, what you doing back there? And uh, it was just hilarious. Um, Spider-Man showing up, beef patty in the microwave, yeah, Come on, <laughs> animation for showing like good personable like esther said human stories that happen to have superheroes in them all of us of culture and hood and all the things know about throwing a good beef patty in the microwave real quick <laughs> and burning our mouths trying to eat it um but like the whole you know it's on the house if you can take out this 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 bad guy but he couldn't catch him <laughs> okay i'm gonna charge you if that's how much this beef patty costs <laughs> like just the sweetness of it all and the innocence of it all and so the thing that it incited in me, this particular villain was, oh crap, this is impossible, which I love. I love that feeling every time I watch a superhero movie, when I am encountering a villain that seems like it's him, how will you possibly get this guy? And the mm -hmm. fact that he was the spot and everything, all his punches were going through and they were going through mm -hmm. different dimensions, fighting each other and everybody's missing. I'm like, how, how? Like he didn't feel like a villain of the week to me. Mm -hmm. It felt like an impossibility which is typical well, for a superhero in a superhero mm -hmm. movie, but made me excited. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that, but I think that's like what great superhero movies do, right? Yes. They make you question, not, and not just superhero movies, great but just like great art. as good as their villains. The villains yeah. have to be just as great. Carry on. But I would say though, like just art in general, right? Mm. No matter what we consider it to be art. For me, and art is something that makes you question some aspect, even if it's like, hey, how did the artist was able to do this? To, wow, what sort of theme or things are they trying to speak about or bring awareness to or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and where I was going with this, with the villain, um, <laughs> right, is that we... I, for me, at least, right? I I felt like I got walked alongside Spot as he also found himself. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, as I kind literally of developed like, as a character and villain. <laughs> yeah. Because at first, like, you know, like he said, right? Like, I am just trying to, like, I'm not even robbing you, you know, store owner. I'm robbing the bank because I'm just trying to get, you know, money to like feed myself, honestly. Like, I don't yeah, know what the yeah. heck I am. Nobody wants me. Nobody loves me. I've lost everything that like I held dear to me. I don't even have a face. I don't even have a face. Yeah. When, when, when you made it deep, but then I thought of a funny <laughs> part of when Miles was like, your pants, you know, were like tight or whatever. And he was like, unfortunately for you and me, this is skin. And yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it starts out being like, literally, I can see how he's like, yeah, he's like, um, he's pissed. He's, he's a villain of the week because you kind of see him as like this fumbling, you know, just like he, he just needs to maybe like get caught, put in jail. Like he'll probably like, you know, calm down. Right. Because he's, he's so like, he's like a little toddler. Like just. Right. But I was like, even about... if they lock him up, he can get out. What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. So like kind of like he's, he's, he's like literally he's like, to me, like he was a toddler, right? Like he's just getting it. He's just got finally being able to walk. 
and he's trying everything because this is a new world. And of course, as toddlers do, they wreak havoc without any proper guardrails. And that's what he was. Yeah. But then, as I said, like, as he then realized, okay, this is what I am. This is what I can do. This is what I can do. And this is right? my motivation to do it. Yes. He literally like the, 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 the thinking alongside and see how as each step that he makes his actions is each choices mm -hmm. it like dawns on you or maybe a bit too late if you're like a spider person or you're really not just spider, like literally as you are mouths you're like okay this is ultimately what he is and will become and that is scary yeah yeah <laughs> agree no i totally agree so moving on to our next question. Did the climax deliver? Or oh. like we always love to play with, I will a clear protagonist and antagonist in this I, film? Yes, I will answer both because let me share with you how I felt, right? Again, as I shared earlier, I went into this because I just watched the first one. I loved it. Not really. I didn't watch a trailer for this one. So I watched a trailer until before this recording, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen. So I knew, and I don't know how I knew this. I knew though that like this movie was not going to be more than two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. I, well, I knew that because as I was looking at the uh, theater times you know you kind of figured out like how long a movie is so I'm like okay I'm gonna be there for at least two hours nothing more than two and a half right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I was very keenly aware of the time as the movie progressed because I was like I don't want more and also how are they going to bring everything together because we're stuck on like spider people and spider <laughs> society but I want to figure out like, how are you gonna do each spot I was so like I'm like I need more literally I was like on the edge of my seat <laughs> as he was fighting with like Spider-Man 2999. Like, I was like, I'm like, there's not there's not enough screen. There's not enough time. Like, this is a lot has happened. I feel like this can't be how are they gonna they're either gonna okay, rush also, this ending or they're gonna leave us on a cliff. As I shared, right? Like I was aware that like Jake Johnson was going to be in this one. And I'm like, I'm like, we're half more than halfway through. He's still not in. Where is Jake Johnson? Where is our spider? <laughs> you know? Jake Johnson. He's he's the Spider-Man. He's the he's not Peter Parker. He is uh Peter B. Parker, the brunette Spider-Man. Got it. Okay. Who was like prevalent in the first one as his mentor. Yes, 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 so, yes. As I said, like I was waiting for that Spider-Man to come in because I know again, like he's a main actor and he's still right, wasn't in. right, right, right. Okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. So all of these things are happening, and I'm like, what? I'm just like, huh? And this is again showing you just like how well this movie was because we literally five minutes ago were discussing how Spot is a great super villain, but really <laughs> maybe has like all combined five minutes of airtime. 
Maybe Bruh. not even. Bro, maybe <laughs> 10 if we want to be funny with it. Yeah. Maybe 10. Like he would show up to start something and dip. And yeah. we'd be left with all this other story that we're dealing with. And it's sure. like, huh? there's no possible way they could do all and of this then, in this little right, bit of time. We, we are with um, Spider-Man 29.9, as we kept saying, right? Who's Spider-Man 29.9? Honestly, not being a connoisseur, but I did kind of like, you know, go into like the Spider-Man rabbit hole. <laughs> but again, we don't know who that person is, but somehow he's kind of powerful and like he is like the leader of the spider society right and he's he's also a spider-man so like you know he's quote-unquote a good guy but mm -hmm. it's kind of like he is a villain because okay. he's against mouse so you're like and, and that is again going back to like the why things like you know the black you know black panther and all of these things are so great mm. because yes you have all of this like superhero hula la, 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 you know like world building blah, blah 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 but at the end of the day what makes the tension and the drama and like literally being on the edge of your seat feeling is that you have two very well articulated viewpoints that you want to cheer for. Yes. About simultaneously because you yes. see where they're coming from. Yes. <laughs> so we get to, we let's talk about it. We get yeah. into the canon event, which we didn't realize is <laughs> a canon event, but we get to meet one of the freaking coolest Spider-Men in the universe. Um, You said his name earlier. It's Spider-Man 2099. So I just Not even 2099. I'm not even talking about Miguel. Yeah. I'm talking yeah, about Spider. Yeah, oh, sorry, but I'm sorry. not talking about him. I'm talking about we get to be introduced into into Spider-Man India. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was glorious. The the, oh. the the part about I do nothing with my hair. And old boy is like, you're telling me you do nothing with your hair. And he's like, um, some oil. And he said natural oil. 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 And oh, sorry, can I just wait, say wait, wait, what did he say? He said three things. Natural oils. What prayer, genetics, he's like, all prayer and, and genetics, genetics. And genetics. <laughs> I was hollering because Spider-Man is known to be quick, witty, and an asshole. <laughs> if he was to be. And that was just like, this guy is great. He was there one person. And we get to meet this whole situation and like, and then there's this 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 guy, everyone's calling Hobie. They didn't mm -hmm. meet Hobie yet. What do you mean he hasn't met Hobie yet? This isn't Hobie. And I'm like, what? What is this? And immediately oh. as an audience member, you hate Hobie because yes. you know Gwen has been chilling with Hobie, possibly to relationship status. And we frustrated because Hobie ain't Hobie ain't Miles. Yes. So it's all these people mm -hmm. you think are like antagonists mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. But anyway, through this canon event, we figure out, or through Miles saving the captain who is also the father of um, uh, Spider-Man Spider India's, India's girlfriend. girlfriend. We're like, oh, that's so great. He was able to save him. Because you saw that moment. And if you've seen a lot of Spider-Man films, you know that moment 
but I still, but they did it so wonderfully. It still didn't put it together quite that quick. Oh, I got I that moment where he's that, like, actually. I can do both. You know, I can save her and I see her father's in danger. I can save her and him. And in every Spider-Man movie, you see a family member die. You've seen his girl die. You've seen the captain die. Like, it's like a thing. Unfortunately, yeah. Spider-Man has such a very depressing arc. But once um, mm -hmm. you got all these Spider-Man, of course, somebody else show up saying yeah. you expect it because you're surrounded yeah. by superheroes in this scene. Yes. So it doesn't, yeah. you don't blink an eye. Then yeah. you get to Spider-Society and 299, 2099? Yeah, 2099. Miguel O'Hara shows up mm -hmm. and he's like, to be honest though, to be honest, Miles, <laughs> you messed up a canon event because you ain't supposed to be here. You ain't supposed to exist, which is a lot of what Esther was talking about earlier about wanting to belong and realize you're just being tolerated because apparently, oh boy, Spot, really, he blaming Miles, but really it's himself. But anyway, he actually does the the experiment with multidimensional um, um, universes. The collider collider and brings in, in the spider that's supposed to bite the spider-man in universe 42 or dimension 42 um, brings it to miles's dimension and then that spider bites yes. miles and creates the spider-man out of him now he's yes. only able to do that because the spider-man of miles universe dies we think it's all supposed to happen according to part one um, mm -hmm. um but yes. Miguel O'Hara lets us know no it mm -hmm. was a mistake the only reason that dude died is because your spot messed with the dimensions brought that spider in and then you became spider-man you were never supposed to be spider-man that white boy who died in your universe was supposed to stay spider-man mm -hmm. you were supposed to be some regular kid and because of that this new world don't even have a spider-man because the spider ended up in your universe and it was oh, just like <laughs> And also, you messed up the canon event because if the canon events get messed up, the whole timeline get destroyed. How do I know this? Because I did some trifling-ish myself. And let me just say, Miguel O'Hara, I do not, I, at first I kind of sympathized with him with the daughter where mm -hmm. a, a version of him died and so he just stepped in its place. But thinking Mommy. back on it, hold on my love. Oh, all right. Thinking back on it, that was horrible. If a part of you dies, like because uh, Miguel O'Hara realized that one of his his um, another version of him in a different timeline was killed or had passed. And so rather than just letting that timeline live, he was so sad with his own existence. He stepped Wait, in. Wait, I have a question though. See, because yes. I think there was, okay, there was so many things going on in this movie that like I oh, so wasn't I really sure. I wasn't sure so much. So like was he saying, O'Hara, that in his original Earth, let's say Earth, right? Because there are different Earths to them. And his original Earth of Nueva York, mm -hmm. did he die? Or did, or he, he became aware of um you know of what i mean the like, different universes and dimensions and yeah. then that kind of like kane not kind of like kang from quantum yeah, uh -huh. correct mm -hmm. he was aware and hold on one moment Stop so it. then that that is weird to me because like why would you care that another version of you that i feel like it must have been that like either his daughter and his universe died or no, he said he didn't have anything in anyone. He said he didn't have anything in anyone, and then he oh, saw that he never had, he, he never, never had it. 
But he oh, was okay. wondering, like, okay. well, this guy's gone. You know, what would it be like? Mm, and so okay. he just stepped into his place. And ah, it was horrible. And the world okay, started okay. destroying around him because he was somewhere he wasn't supposed to be. So he so was messing up so that whole timeline. So it will be as if, right? So yes. kind of filling in the the uh, the layers, the onion layers. It yes. was it would be as if Miles and Earth Forty Two, who we yet to talk about, but Miles and Earth Forty Two, we learn that there is a Mal and Earth. What is Miles and Earth? Sixteen uh, ten, who still had his father. And so I don't think he realized that, but that no, no, I'm saying like I'm saying like it, it's I'm I'm sort of like linking the two. It okay. will be as if if Miles and Earth forty two yes, yes learn that Miles and Earth sixteen ten still had his father yes and somehow died and then he then lived as Miles and Earth sixteen ten correct okay where yes. that Miles never had any powers just was a regular kid had a regular mm -hmm. okay. 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 I right. But even but even then, that yeah. would have been more personable, and that would have been more connecting. And I love it because, or I understand it more, mm -hmm. empathize with it more, because that Miles would have lost his father, and so he was trying to regain that mm -hmm. same sense of life with the father that was living. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case for Miguel. He never had a daughter. Oh, he never had the wife in his universe. Uh -huh. He ah. was just out here wandering alone and sad and, you know, just alone. Oh. Okay, see, I, I think I, I've missed that nuance. I think oh, I okay. really miss right. that nuance. And that's what makes me not sympathize for him. Because I'm like, <laughs> so you didn't even before. have anything. Because mm -hmm. he wouldn't have left. To, you know, he didn't have anything. And yet he mm -hmm. saw that this Miguel, though, had it all in terms of ah. family and stuff. So that's so why he, he keeps like, well, playing me, it. He right. keeps playing so that. Like, well, let me just take his spot and mm -hmm. have this and he got to enjoy it like this is great but he but unfortunately because he was where he wasn't supposed to be everything started crumbling around him and so he ah. realized he lost what he stole essentially okay okay and so okay. he realized you know well if this ruins if this ruins um catalyst event canon events then mm -hmm. none of us can do this none of us should have that power to mess ah. with kind of let things go okay. let things die Okay. So that's when he felt like, you know, everybody you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. He became the leader, etc. And but Miles is like, screw that. Screw that. And then, and I'm in a precarious situation where not only the man in my life, which would technically be the Uncle Ben in, in other circumstances, mm -hmm. is also the captain. And in every Spider-Man story, not only does the man who raised them die, but the captain dies all mm -hmm. in one. And he's like, but my dad is the captain and my Oh, hell no. And he's like, no, I'm not letting yeah. that go down. So it was incredible. The it was that's why I was so excited when Esther came to me and told me she didn't saw Spider-Verse one <laughs> on the plane. And she was like, it's crazy because it's like, what are you supposed to do? You said something to the effect of like, what like what are you supposed to do? Just let people die? It's something to the effect of the Uncle Benefit. Oh, did I say that? Oh, you said, you said something <laughs> similar to like, you know, that. And I was like, interesting you say that. Would love for you to watch part two, but I'm not doing <laughs> anything else. And I kept it real general, like because she yeah. literally spoke the basic um layout for this film <laughs> without <laughs> even realizing it. I am such a genius. You're such a genius. You're such a genius. Being that this episode was so incredibly long, we decided to split it in two so you can have two different sessions to listen to it. Hope you enjoy. Um, the part two will be posted directly after this, so you can split it up how you wish.
Um, remember to follow us, review us, support us in all podcast platforms. This is the Popcorn Podcast, P-O-C Corn. And until we speak again or until part two, see you in the credits. <laughs>